0: Well, praise the Lord once again, Pastor Jerry, bringing you the Word of God. Again, always an honor, always a privilege to bring you the Word. Praise God. We're so grateful that you're listening in or watching how it is you're connecting with us. Once again, we're going into the book of Psalms to we'll start this out again. In Psalms 34, please, And we've been doing a series called God Is, praise God, talking about His character Uh, his nature, who he is, praise God, talking about uh, really his personality or manner, so to speak. And each day, each week, I mean, we're talking about some of the different attributes about who he is, about his character or his characteristics, maybe another way of saying it. Again, verse 8, Psalms 34, it starts this series talking about how good God is good. Amen. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, praise God. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Of course, that's how we're starting this uh, series, praise God, talking about the fact that God is just good and good all the time. This word taste and see talks about uh, us perceiving and experiencing it. That's what it that's what it means to literally perceive it and to experience it, praise God. And our heart is that is you'll do just that. Begin to perceive and experience about how good God really is, praise God. And we've talked about many things, about God is love, God is mercy, praise God, God is able, amen, and uh, God is our salvation. I believe that might have been our, maybe our last week or whatever here, or a couple weeks ago now, I'm not sure. They all kind of get mixed up with, with me, but uh, uh, today we're going to talk about the fact that God is a God of hope, praise God. And we're going to come out out of the book of Romans, chapter 15, please, Romans 15. And uh, verse 13, and it says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that you may abound, amen, look at this, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? Now may the God of hope, oh amen, as we're going to see, that's he's the source of hope, amen, fill you with all joy, and peace in believing, and there's a reason for it. Why? So that you may abound or excel or superabound, amen, hallelujah, in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words, God wants you to walk with great uh, hope or expectation. In fact, let's define that word hope. The word hope itself means expectation, anticipation, or expectancy. Okay. Now, hang on to that. Now, this word expectancy, when you look it up, it means foresight. Okay, it means a look forward or something kept in view. Okay, so what it refers to is, uh, in a sense, expectation is a snapshot or a glimpse of things ahead. In other words, something that's something to look at or keep in view here. Okay, a snapshot or a glimpse ahead, it literally means uh, or refers to, pardon me, a future picture. Okay, and how many know we think in pictures? All right, keep that in mind. You know, if if I was to say uh, there's a black cat on a red car, you know, you're you not going to see in your mind you know, a word spelled out. What you're going to see literally is you're going to go back in your memory bank, so to speak, and draw up a picture of a black cat, and you're going to draw up a picture of a red car, and somehow in your mind you're going to put those together and, and kind of see the picture of it. Well, that's kind of how our mind works. Well, there's a hope or an expectation Amen, of things ahead. And what God wants you to do is have a a high expectation, all right? Now, a lot of times the world has a low expectation, and we're going to kind of take a look at some of that. But this word expectation, again, it it refers to something that colors your outlook. Okay, now hang on to that. It colors your outlook, it shapes uh, your attitudes, and it influences your actions. So anytime we're talking about expectation, this this is why it's so important, because it colors your outlook. How you're going to see things is going to be dependent on an expectation. So that could be good, that could be bad, as we're going to find out here. It shapes your attitudes. A lot of people just by based on things that they what they expect ahead. If it ain't good, they may have a bad attitude about some things. If it's a good uh, you know expectation, they're probably going to have a great attitude about something. Amen. It also refers to influencing uh, of our actions. In other words, your actions might be based just the fact on what you're expecting. Okay, if you're expecting good, of course, that, uh, you may have some great actions. Amen. But if it's a bad uh, expectation, yeah, you guessed it. Praise God, there'll probably be a few actions you'll take you'll probably regret. Now, that's just kind of how this works, all right? So I want you to hang on to that. Let's look at a couple of the other references, uh, or other translations, pardon me, of this uh, verse 13. The Amplified brings out that by at the end of the verse, he says that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. I like that. That's just kind of the tail end of that verse, but I like how it said that. Amen. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound. Okay, now they define it as, as something that's overflowing, something bubbling over, praise God, with hope. So God wants us to have to abound with hope, all right? Overflowing with hope, praise God. Hallelujah. In other words, have a high expectation is what that means. Amen. Uh, the, the, uh, new living translation, uh, brings it out. It says this, I, uh, in fact, it's part of the beginning of that trans or verse. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope will fill you completely. Amen. So the source of hope, I just want to bring that part out. Uh, the source of hope, hang on to that. So hope, um, is of God. Well just I'll just say it like that, all right? It's a God thing, all right? Uh, it's it's of God origin. It's God's intention or purpose. Amen. It's it's a part of of who God is. Amen. So this high expectation, so anytime you're gonna hang out with God, I guarantee you're gonna have high expectation. All right. Okay, somehow or another in Him, okay, is hope. He's the God of hope or the source of hope, praise God. Uh, The Wymouth translation just says it this way, God is the giver of hope. The Williams brings out that uh, He's the hope-inspiring God. Amen. The J.B. Phillips, just several different translations here. The J.B. Phillips translation says that your whole life and outlook may be radiant with hope. Or expectation, praise God. He wants your whole life and outlook to be radiant with hope. I, I just thought that'd be good uh, because not everybody has that. Not everybody, uh, their life or their outlook radiates with hope, okay? If anything, it might radiate with uh, gloom or despair or disappointment or whatever. And again, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but the bottom line is we're called to abound with hope, amen. The God of hope wants to uh, uh, fill you up, amen, so that you abound with hope, amen. God wants you to have a high expectation, praise God, amen. Amen. Let's look at uh, the book of Ephesians real quick. In chapter 2, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, Ephesians 2, and I'm going to go to, uh, I suppose for sake of time, maybe just verse 11, we'll start there. It says, therefore, so obviously we're coming in the middle of some statements here, amen, but it says, therefore, remember that you, uh, so I was talking about you or me, we're talking about believers here, you or me were once, Gentiles in the flesh. In other words, that word Gentile just basically means he without God, okay? So at one time you were without God, okay? But now you're with God. Now you have God. So remember that. Remember that once Gentiles, or that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands. Now, hang on. That at that time, in other words, at the time when you didn't know God, you were without Christ, okay? Okay? Being here we go aliens and it literally means a non-participant being an alien or a non-participant from the Commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. Here we go having no hope, okay, having no hope and with without God in the world, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were afar off, right, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Okay, but now see in Christ you. Who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Now, the point being made here is that without God, you had no hope. Now, the point he's trying to make is in God you got something to to have hope for. There's you have something to base your hope on. Amen. At you know, when you were without God, you were a stranger from the commonwealth of Israel. You were a uh, you know you were a stranger from the covenants of promise, okay. So in other words, in other words, you, you really had nothing to to connect your hope to. You had nothing to connect your expectation to. That was good, all right. But in God, you have hope. In God, you have expectation, or at least you should. All right. So let's look at some of this because I was just thinking this. It says that uh, that those outside of God, okay, having no hope and without God in the world. Okay, well, that kind of makes sense. Well, why is that? Well, some 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 keys here. It talks about they're strangers from the covenants of promise. Okay, maybe I'll just kind of define that a little bit. Uh, the word covenant, of course, means a testament, a will, a contract. Literally means a writing containing agreements or promises that are made. So, in this word, you have some covenants in here. Now, primarily, you have your your first, you know, the, the Old Covenant, the New Covenant, okay? Or we could say the Old Testament, the New Testament. But what it is is writings that contain promises, okay? Things that we can look at. Now, the reason that's important, you know, the Scripture says uh, that, you know, especially out of um, Hebrews 8, I believe it is, I think it's verse 6, it says, uh, you know, that we, we're of a better covenant, amen? We're part of a better covenant established on better promises. Now, of course, that's talking about the New Covenant. But it, you notice the word promises is in there, Amen. Okay, it's in this text, it's in that text in Hebrews. What it's talking about here, a promise is defined as an expressed assurance on which our expectation is to be based. An expressed assurance on which our expectation is to be based. In other words, that's where the hope comes from, is these promises, these words of God, amen, in our covenant, amen, amen, Words to us, promises to us, praise God, Amen. To base our expectation on, praise God. That's why people outside of God a lot of times have no expectation, or at least no good expectation. And that doesn't mean everybody, but I guarantee you, a good portion of the world lacks, uh, you know, expectation, lacks high expectation. Let's say it that way, Amen. Well, in God, we should have high expectation. Why? Because we have a covenant. Amen, that's filled with promises to you and me, praise God, that we can hang our hat on, so to speak, that we, amen, can, can have high expectation because of it. Now there's all kinds of promises in the Word. Uh, there's no way we could talk about them, but there's thousands of them in the Word. They talk about everything from, uh, you know, our eternity. You know, about spending time, spending uh, our all eternity with with Christ. Amen. About heaven. About our identity. About health and wholeness. Uh, about success in business. Increase, provision, safety, protection. We can go on and on. Marriage, family, uh, wisdom, understanding. We go all kinds of ways and directions with this concerning promises to you and me in our covenant or in the Word of God, amen, hallelujah, that we can base our expectation on, praise God. Now, the world, they, they struggle with this, all right? You know, in here it says all the promises of God are, are in Him are yes and amen. Okay, that's, by the way, that's 2 Corinthians 1.20. But the world doesn't know that. They don't know that all of His promises are yes and amen. They don't, they don't have a clue about promises that are available to them. Until they come into the kingdom, and hopefully somebody teaches them and shows them praise God of all that's available to them, so outside of that, there are people that that just lack a high expectation, they don't know what to hang their hat on because a lot of things out there in the world, uh, let's face it, you know uh, there's not everything's good out there, all right, but in God, amen, you can have uh, you know all these promises, amen that are yes and amen, praise God, all these promises in your covenant, praise God, that better covenant. Amen. That's available to us. Amen. So we can hang our hat on that, praise God. We can have high expectation based on what He's promised us. Now, I thought by doing this, I, I wanted to say some of this because I took some time, oh, some time back and I looked at uh the word expectation and uh you know about hope and expectation. And a lot of times you you kind of come some of these uh different, you know, maybe websites or different uh uh, you know, maybe hooking up and looking up some things on on YouTube or something about it and, you know, you find all kinds of statements and quotes that get made. I kind of enjoy some of the quotes that get made and uh, some of them are good and and some of them, when you get into expectation, I was kind of amazed at how many of the quotes about expectation that were pretty negative. Okay, but then when you stop and you think about those outside of God, they don't have a lot. Uh, to be, you know, to have, you know, to look forward to in a lot of ways, okay? And so that's why sometimes there's these negative quotes. And I, I thought, you know, I don't normally do this kind of thing, but I thought, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you what some of the world's quotes are, okay? So it kind of shows you something, all right? Outside of God, this is the way it is. You know, the world says don't get your hopes up. You may have heard that phrase a lot, amen? Now, you're not supposed to say those kind of things because according to the, what we just read, we should abound in hope. Amen. We should superabound in hope. Praise God. Uh, bubbling over, uh, you know, uh, with hope. Praise God. We should have high expectation, high hopes. Praise God. But the world says don't get your hopes up. All right. All right. Now, there's a reason for why they say that. But as you're going to see here, amen. Um, a lot of the quotes are going to be something around this. But one of them says it this way. It says expectation leads to disappointment. Now obviously that's a worldly quote it's not it's not our quote it's not what we should be quoting but that's what they think they think expectation leads to disappointment but Romans 5 brings out clearer that hope does not disappoint so if it's really bible hope that we're talking about amen if it's if it's truly a bible expectation How was that defined? Uh, Bible anticipation or expectancy, a foresight. In other words, a picture of greater things ahead. Amen. Now, hang on to that thing about pictures because that's going to come up here. Amen. Well, what happens is they don't have a great picture of things ahead. So most of the world's view of expectation, now I said most, maybe not everybody, but I said most of the world's expectation usually involves disappointment somewhere. All right, it's just huge. In fact, a lot of the quotes, and I can't give you all of them, but I'll give you a few of them, but uh, but a lot of them deal with disappointment, okay? Uh, in fact, uh, uh, one of the phrases says, expect nothing and you will never be disappointed. Well, that's kind of a miserable way to live, uh, you know, but I always feel like when you're thinking that way, uh, you became really a, a, an easy target for deception. The enemy now can slither in there and begin to ruin your day all day long, okay? But now, let's define disappointment. I thought, eh, I know it's not you know a fun word here but let's let's look at it okay what is disappointment disappointment is defined as defeat or failure of expectation get that okay this is why I want to want to give it to you disappointment means defeat or failure of expectation it also means a frustration of expectation so everything about disappointment somehow connected to a negative expectation or a wrong expectation. Are you getting this? Okay. A disappointment mentality, if you stop and you think about then, okay, why does the world have this disappointment mentality, or at least a big, a big part of it? Uh, the reason being is because an expectation of defeat or failure or they expect frustration. Now, we, we look at it as, uh, you know, people will look at it and say, well, that's my defeat or failure or frustration because my expectation didn't come to pass. But in all honesty, it comes based, it's really just the other way around. Most of the time, there's frustration because you're believing for frustration. There's failure, there's defeat because you're actually believing it. That's why a lot of times these quotes, when you stop looking, don't get your hopes up. No, you should get your hopes up. Well, you're afraid that you're going to have a disappointment. That's just exactly right. So you're putting your faith in the fact that you think you're going to be disappointed. You think that nothing's going to work out for you. All right? Now, I'm talking to you as a whole, amen, but the world, that's exactly how they think, or at least the majority of them, all right? Now, here's some more quotes, okay? Here's here's one. Um, Align expectation. This is what they're telling you. Align expectation with reality, and you will never be disappointed, okay? So, in other words, I need to align my expectation with how things are, and if I do that, how things look, how things seem, if I do that, I won't be disappointed, Okay. Well, obviously that's a, that's a falsehood. All right. You know the word in Hebrews one it brings out so clear. Uh, you know verse one or probably Hebrews 11 1, Pardon me. It brings out so clear. Amen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. All right. So you don't you don't base your hope and expectation on things that you see or think how it feels or how it looks at the moment. Amen. You attach it to this unseen. You let let the promises of God begin to build that picture inside. Don't don't let the things around you dictate and control your future. All right. In fact, some other translations of that uh, Hebrews 11 and the passion it brings out that faith brings hope, uh, pardon me, faith brings our hope into reality. All right. So it says almost just the opposite of that. Amen. Faith brings our hope into reality. The new living brings out faith, shows the reality of what we hope for. Now, again, this is Hebrews 11.1. 1. And, the, you know, so faith shows the reality of what we hope for. So it's just the opposite. See, in God, it's kind of the opposite of how the world sees it. See, the world says you look at everything in the natural, and that's kind of how you base your expectation. You know, if it looks bad, it's probably going to be bad. All right, if it sounds bad, it's probably going to stay bad. You know, that's kind of how they look. Now, we're not here to pick on anybody. That's just when, you, when, you're, when you're outside the covenants of promise, when you're outside of, of having Christ within, if you're outside of having a, a God of hope to lean on, who causes you to abound with hope, if you're outside of that, a lot of things do look bleak. A lot of things out there do look miserable, look sad, look like, you know, uh, in a sense, disappointment. No hope, no, uh, no high expectation. In fact, it's probably more about low expectation. In fact, uh, um, here's a couple other uh, phrases. Now again, I'm just giving you some phrases at the world, uh, some quotes of the world. Here's another one: to, to, uh, "Too much expectation," or probably too much, probably too much expectation leads to sadness." Now that's miserable. But how many know that your future is based on expectation? So here, too much expectation leads to sadness. I that'd make it hard to get up in the the morning if that's the way you thought all the time. Okay, another one. The secret to happiness, I thought this was, the secret to happiness is low expectation. Well, in God, it's just the opposite, okay? Okay, because, you know, uh, if you really stop and you think about it, no one rises to low expectation. You know, that's what happens, and that's why, you know, you got people that just want to stay in bed all day, all right? Or they just... You know, they just have no, no, uh, no joy whatsoever. Okay, now listen. Again, I'm not trying to depress anybody. Granted, this is all stuff how the world looks at it and quotes from the world. Amen. But in God, come on, child of God, we have hope. Amen. The God of hope, the source of our hope. Praise God. When we lean on Him and draw from Him, praise God. Hallelujah, we now have hope. We now have high expectation. We now, praise God, have a different picture of things ahead. Amen. Our snapshot, so to speak, our picture of things formed, what comes into view for us is better days. Amen. Not miserable days, not things worse. And even though there may be a lot of miserable things going on, and we're not denying the existence of that, but what we are denying is it's right to dominate and dictate your life. Because in God, praise God, we have expectation. Praise the Lord. Let's look at a reference here, Jeremiah 29. Common text, obviously, but it's worthy of reading it for this. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, verse that most of us know. Amen. It just says this, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Now, this is God talking to us. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, amen, to give you a future and a hope, amen, hallelujah. See, in God, there's a future. In God, there's, there's a hope, there's an, that literally means an expected end, something good, amen, ahead, praise God, something to expect, something to attach your expectation to, amen. Those promises are there to you to base your expectation on. Amen. Now, the reason I say that is because one of, the re- one of the ways to tap into this, to run with high expectation, is first and foremost to grab God's thoughts on it. If his thoughts toward me, or thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give me a future and a hope, well, then I need to attach myself to his thoughts. And again, just another way to say, connect to your promises. Connect to the things that God has to say about you, praise God. Amen. There, uh, there is something, amen, in God and in His Word that can always keep you in a place of high expectation, a place of hope, a place where you can abound in hope. Praise God. Amen. In fact, Psalms uh, 139, verse 17, he says this How precious are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. And so, what we're trying to do is see, grab His thoughts. Amen. Psalms 40 and verse 5, he says, your thoughts toward me, amen, cannot be recounted. And he even goes on to say, and more than can be numbered, praise God. Now, his thoughts are, are great in number, praise God. And it's talking about, amen, uh, thoughts of great expectation for you. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is one of the reasons, now it ain't the only reason, But I always think about, uh, out of Romans uh, 12, when it talks about, you know, verse 2, and it says, don't be conformed uh, to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Of course, it goes on. But the bottom line is, it's so easy to adapt or be conformed to the world uh, and the way they think. Well, you think about that in the light of what we're talking about today, okay? If If all the world has is a low expectation and all they can think about is disappointment ahead, and you stay, can you, you stay attached to that, even as a child of God, you'll walk around all day long with disappointment on your mind. You'll walk around all day long with low expectations. All right. But as a child of God, we're, we're called to attach to His thoughts, to attach to what He has to say. Amen. Connect to what He has uh, you know, uh, thoughts towards you and what those thoughts are. Amen. And those promises that are there for you and me. Something that you can truly base your expectation on. Amen. To give you, amen a high expectation, praise God. Oh, hallelujah, child of God. Hallelujah. Now, here's a couple thoughts for you, all right? Hallelujah. We maintain our hope, amen, or our our expectation by maintaining the God of hope's thoughts, okay? Just a thought, right? So he's the God of hope. If I connect to his thoughts, I'll have hope, praise God. Hallelujah. His thoughts begin then to shape our thoughts and create a new picture. Just a a quick phrase, just showing the same thing. The idea is to change the picture of things ahead, all right? If you conform to the world, you're, you're not going to have a much different picture, even though you're saved, even though you have Jesus in your heart. But if you will connect to his thoughts, his words, what he has to say, how he thinks things, as you begin to do that, it begins to change the picture, praise God. Hallelujah. Now, let's get a hold of this, all right? We never live beyond our most predominant thoughts. Now, you've probably may heard me say that many times. We never live beyond our most predominant thoughts. What you sit and you think on begins to determine how you live, all right? Romans 8 is real huge on that, amen? It talks about that. If you live by the spirit, in other words, you live by this unseen, guess what, praise God? You'll walk according to it. If you, if you, uh, you know, all you do is bring and meditate on the things of the seen realm, the natural, the fleshly realm, the word says you're gonna live according to it, okay? Even as a child of God, you determine what kind of expectation you're gonna have. You determine uh, your outlook. You determine, okay, how you're going to uh, see things and what's going to uh, begin to adjust your attitudes or your actions, okay, because of that expectation. All right, you have to set your mind on things above and on what He has to say. Now, hang on to that, okay? Psalm sixty-two. Let's maybe I'll go there real quick. <clears throat> Hallelujah, Psalm sixty-two. In verse five, and it says, my soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation. I love this. My expectation, my hope is from him. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you got to take some time. That's what, he, that's what the, uh, the psalmist is saying here. He said, every time I go into God, as I go into God and spend time with God, all of a sudden I have greater expectation. All of a sudden, man, my hope begins to increase. All of a sudden, man, things look better, praise God. My outlook begins to change, amen. My attitude begins to change, amen. Pretty soon, all of a sudden, how I conduct and look at things and walk things out begins to change. Why? Because my expectation is adjusting. Why? As I spend time with Him. I'm grabbing hold of his words. The God of hope, praise God, is now uh, causing me to abound in hope, praise God. And as I do, it begins to modify uh, from this point on. Now, a lot being said with this, and the thing I want to bring out is you know, pretty much what you sow in the course of a day, how you walk things out, the decisions you make, the choices you make, it begins to determine an outcome. Now I'm not. My heart today is not to go into all that, but the bottom line is, if an expectation begins to modify what you do, what you say, how you look at it, how you, uh, you know, think it through, uh, how you process things, Amen. Then we have to do whatever it takes to make sure we have high expectation. All right, and if we're, if just like it works for anybody, if your heart and your mind and your attention's not put on, on this word, amen, that somehow, uh, you know, that, that within it has the DNA, so to speak, of bringing high expectation. If you don't attach to that, then you're attaching to yourself to something. And instead of being transformed, instead now you're being conformed to how the world sees things. And I don't want that for you, and I definitely don't want that for me. And so the point is that he's trying to bring out in, in all this, if we're not going to spend any time with him, then you have to understand, you know, whether we're talking about through his word or time spent in, in an intimate fellowship with him. If we're not going to actually keep ourselves connected to the God of hope, we're probably going to lack in some hope. Are you hearing me? I hope you hear me now. Hallelujah. His thoughts begin to shape our thoughts. Amen. Creating a new picture, as I said earlier. Amen. I get this hope filled words. Bring things into a realm of higher expectation. Just another way of saying it. Hope filled words. Bring things into a realm of higher expectation. Let's take a look at that for a minute. Let's see that in the life of Abraham. Amen. Hebrews, or probably Romans, pardon me, Romans 4. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to, uh, in context, he's talking about Abraham here, the father of our faith. And uh, verse 17 and 18 are the verses I'll read here. Four, seventeen. 4, 17. And uh, it says, "As it is written, hang on to this now. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations." Now, these are the words, the thoughts of God to Abraham. Okay, which has been recorded for you and me also to to uh, read and uh, to partake of. But it was it was thoughts. It was the thoughts of God spoke to Abraham. I have made you a father of many nations. And it says, "...in the presence of him whom he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead..." Now, get this. "...who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did." Now, that's understand that because this is how this works. See, the world, the reason that they, they let this disappointment spring up so much because of a low expectation is because they're always looking at the natural. Okay, they're always looking at something in the natural, okay, Now, what God's saying is, I could change anything in the natural. So if you'll maintain a high expectation, we begin to adjust this and change this. And that's exactly what happened to Abraham. Okay? He says he'll he'll, he'll bring life into an apparent dead situation here. He'll call those things which do not exist as though they did. See, at that time, Abraham didn't have any kids. Him and his wife could not have children uh, themselves. Okay? Now, they had people in the household. Servants and people that helped, and people that, in a sense, he helped kind of raise, but but it wasn't it wasn't his own, and he was saying, "Listen, I'm going to work through you so that you have your own, and you're literally going to be the father of many nations." Well, that's you know that's an unseen thing that was spoke, that was a thought of God spoke to him, that then began to build an expectation in him. Verse eighteen, who contrary to hope, okay, in other words, it didn't look. Hopeful in the natural. But he said, who contrary to hope, in hope, in hope, believed. Okay. So that he became then the father of many nations according to what was spoken. Also another phrase, so shall your descendants be. That was something else good. Now, if you remember how God did that with Abraham and what he did when he made that statement, so shall your descendants be, he 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 brought Abraham outside. He said, Abraham, look up. Now, in the night sky, he said, look up. And he says, What do you see? Well, I see stars. He said, So shall your descendants be. He's trying to get him a new picture because at that time, he had really nothing else to go on. That's why it says, Who, you know, in hope believed, contrary to hope, in hope believed. That's what he's talking about. So, in other words, in the natural, it didn't look right. So he says, Okay, I'm going to start trying to change your picture. All right. So, this is the thought of God to him, saying, Listen, you're going to be the father of many nations. He said, if you will look up. Now, he says, what do you see? Well, I see stars, you know. In a sense, you know, he, he you know, probably said, count them. Why don't you go ahead and count them? See if you can count them all. Well, of course he could, right? Well, he says, so shall your descendants be. And then one time he said, look down. What do you see? Well, I see sand. He says, he said, count it. Well, you, of course you can't count it, right? But he said, so shall your descendants be. He's trying to give him a new picture. He said, I'm going to work through you, work through your body, through Sarah's body, and we're going to start producing a promised child amen, that's going to produce in you, literally, nations, all right? Well, in the natural, didn't look right, but, amen, he attached himself to the thoughts of God, and as a result of it, expectation came. In fact, some of the other translations, the Williams translation of this says, Abraham building on hope in spite of a hopeless circumstance. Okay, that's what he's referring to. So in other words, in the natural, didn't look right, but he began to build on hope anyway. Amen. The New Living Translation says it this way, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping and believing. Amen. I love that. Amen. The Weast Translation says beyond hope. Amen. I love this. "Being Being beyond hope upon the basis of hope believed anyway. I love that. Let me say it again. Being beyond hope. In other words, Abraham being beyond hope, upon the basis or the principle of hope believed anyway, okay? Now I'm going to close with this statement with that because the principle of it, that's what we're trying to connect with today, okay? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So your faith begins to give it. In fact, in the Greek, it brings out that faith is what, faith gives substance to the things you hope for, okay? Okay? So wherever your hope lies or your expectation lies depends, is going to determine, pardon me, what your hope begins to give substance to. Now that works good or bad. Now most of the time we, we look at it as a positive because we're, we're reading it out of the Word of God and that's our, one of our promises. Well, that should be a positive thing. But a lot of people out there don't have any expectation. Their hope is a low expectation. And guess what? Their faith gives it substance. Now get that faith is the sum of things over the evidence of things not seen. So you can't be moved by how things look in the natural. And that's what he's trying to get across to Abraham. You can't look in the natural. Okay, so you're up to this point. You haven't been able to have a child. Well, I don't, it doesn't matter whether she's 90 and you're 100 years old. It doesn't matter. You're still going to have a promised child. And through your loins, that promised child is going to produce many nations. Many things are going to come out of that. So shall your descendants be, as numbered as the stars above or the sand beneath our feet. Now, the point of me is this, okay? The point is, amen, we're not moved by the natural. We can't be. We got to let the thoughts of God, the promises of God, the word of God, time spent with God, those things, the God of hope, amen, to begin to fill you up, amen, so that you abound with hope, amen, that through that high expectation, praise God, You can begin to operate in a different realm, praise God, where things begin to turn out like they should. Amen. God is a God of hope, praise God. I hope you got something today. Father, I give you praise and glory for this people today that had an ear to hear, a heart to receive. Thankful, Lord God, that the eyes of their understanding being enlightened, praise God. Thank you, Lord God, that there are people of great expectation, high expectation a people, praise God, of hope. And that because of it, that kind of hope, praise God, their faith gives it substance. And as a result of it, they walk in greater things, greater days, a greater future. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash wovictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.